In this episode of Accelerate Slate, an Enrollment Fuel podcast, Katie and I discuss questions you should ask yourself and your team before you decide to share an instance. We talk about sharing between undergraduate and graduate admissions. Then we move into the idea of sharing between admissions and student success. And finally, we talk about the shared instances of advancement in either student success or admissions. We hope you'll walk away with some fuel to help you decide which option is best for your institution. Hi, and welcome to Accelerate Slate, an Enrollment Fuel podcast. You are here today with your co-hosts, Susanna Lehman-Mayo. And I'm Katie Jordan. And today we're asking the big question of to share or not to share. (laughs) Well, we both have a lot of siblings, so right off the bat, unfortunately... Like it or not, Susanna, I think we're team share. <laughs> uh, you know, this is the curse of being a middle child, I think. Ugh, it's tough. It's tough. But more specifically, <laughs> sharing a slate instance. Right. Um, so so I think this came about because we heard from somebody saying, oh, we're thinking about getting a separate graduate instance versus sharing our undergrad instance mm-hmm. with our graduate programs. And so we thought this could be a good podcast topic. We did. I think that's exactly what happened. So let's also like shout out to 2021 Susanna Lehman Mayo, who presented this at Summit. Was it 2022, Susanna? I don't know. Uh, it was 22. It was 22. Yeah. Oof, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that presentation was definitely a little bit more on if you are sharing an instance, here's some best practices, but not necessarily going through like, do you want to versus... Mm-hmm. Do you not want to? I know. Great phrasing. Um, So so obviously, as we're talking about sharing instances, this could mean all kinds of things, right? So we're specifically, we we got the idea from somebody thinking, do we want to share an undergrad and grad Mm -hmm. instance? Um, But you can also think about it from the perspective of, do you want to share an instance between admissions and student success? Or do you want to share an instance between student success and advancement? Or do you want to try to do the trifecta and have all three in one instance? Which, I mean, my gut instinct is, whew, that's a lot. But that is, that is a lot. Um, so as we're thinking through this, I mean, there were several thoughts that came to my head when somebody brought this up to me. Um, and I really wanted to talk to whoever it was who was thinking about this and say, okay, let's, let's walk through this a little bit and figure out if it's the right choice for you. Um, mm-hmm. So we've seen instances of all types, some that are just grad, some that are just undergrad. We've obviously seen student success, advancement, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start by talking the undergrad grad shared instance question. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So let me, so I have done a shared implementation for graduate, undergraduate. I have worked (laughs) in instances that are separate for undergraduate and graduate. You know what I have not done is implemented graduate into an existing undergraduate. Ah, (laughs) yes. Well, and a lot of times what I see is schools that need to add graduate programs. Mm -hmm to their instance that's already shared, right? And yes. so, because um, that's the thing is you tend to do 
you know, as, as schools are looking for ways to bring in more income, more revenue, there is definitely more of a need to continue to add graduate programs because that's really where the projections are. They're saying mm-hmm. this is a space that you can continue to grow. Same with adult and graduate, or I should say adult and continuing ed. Um, so it's, that's one of those pieces you've got to kind of think through too, is how much growth are we expecting in those areas? Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, some of the questions that came to my mind when somebody asked me this question were, okay, well, what is your graduate program setup? You know, do you have everything decentralized? Who's supporting the admission functions? Is it Mm -hmm. one department or is it housed within multiple departments? Um, Because that's the thing is if you're going to create a new graduate instance, somebody needs to run it. Um, And it is a pretty hefty job to run an instance of Slate. Now, if it's just graduate and you've got a a program or two, it's not as taxing as if you have many, many graduate programs. Well, sure. I mean, as we all know, graduate programs have different program requirements, different review processes, different deadlines. Every, you know, for the undergraduate instance, it's not that it's not huge, but it is more or less, you know, here's your slate application, here's your coalition application. If you are applying to the school, you are usually applying to the whole institution with a certain set of requirements. And it's not the same level of detail necessarily. Right. Right. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's one piece that always comes to my mind. The other piece that I like to think about too, is what's the structure of your website, right? So, you know, I know that seems like a weird question, but at the same time, if you're going to be pointing students to different inquiry forms that live in Mm -hmm. multiple instances. So, you know, a lot of times you see a school that has a spot to go to inquire, um, and and some some websites have it structured very nicely that you click, I'm looking for graduate, and mm-hmm. they put their information in there. Um, but spoiler alert, students often fill out the wrong <laughs> thing. You know, you get a lot of high school students who are like, well, I'm graduating from high school, so oh, gosh, I'm a graduate student. <laughs> like, no, you're still looking at undergrad. Um, but you've got to think, too, do you want to have these two instances talking to each other? Mm-hmm. So that any information for undergraduate students is getting moved to the undergraduate instance from that graduate instance if you go that route. Well, I know one like not to speak for you, but I feel like I've heard you talk before about your opinion that it's best to have kind of one head slate person, like the admiral, the captain of the captains, someone who can make decisions. So if it's two instances, do you still want that to be with one person or if then is it two? So my recommendation is if they're doing two instances, they have somebody running the graduate and somebody mm-hmm. running the undergraduate, but they talk closely to each other. So, okay. you know, okay. depending on how well your undergraduate instance is set up, you can replicate some of the functionality in your undergraduate instance into your graduate instance. And so your mm-hmm. captain of undergrad, assuming that's an implemented first, can really coordinate and help train your new captain of graduate. Um, I like that. Okay. So, but, you know, what I often find again is in graduate areas, there's not the funding to have somebody who's really full-time committed to this. So um, you want to see if you've got those resources available on your campus. But even if you're sharing an instance, you still have to make sure that you're beefing up what you have in your slate 
captain's corner um, to make sure that you've got somebody who's going to help manage those processes and fine tune things. Because one of the challenges you find with graduate that's a little different from undergraduate is their review processes are all different because they're very much typically driven by Mm -hmm. faculty. Um, And while you can have your captains talking well together, it is hard (laughs) sometimes to get your faculty talking together beforehand, but also they put things in their accreditation documents and in their proposals for these new programs without necessarily talking to the right people and making sure that everything can be structured the way they want it and make it work the way they want it to. Um, so not saying you can't make it work in slate, but, you know, in an ideal situation, as they're going mm-hmm. through that process of creating new programs, they're working with the slate team to make sure that what they're saying they're going to do is truly what is best for the institution. Um, I'd love to say that in an ideal world, they all have the same type of review process, but the truth is they really can't, you know, there are some programs that are going to require interviews or Mm -hmm. sometimes multiple interviews. And there's other situations where it's like, okay, well, I'm the director of the program. I'm going to look at this and say yes or no. And it's done. Um, So, you know, having, having people who understand what those processes should look like and could look like, helping to drive those forward is incredibly helpful. So all of this to say, whether you share or don't share, you want to make sure that your captain is deeply involved in those conversations and is helping to understand those process needs, Mm -hmm. but also saying, okay, well, here's what this program is doing. So let's see if this would work for you or if we just need to make a few modifications to make it work for you. So... Let's just say for a second, we're sharing an instance. Yay. We're having fun. Um, (laughs) Here is what I would consider to be like one of the stickier parts of sharing an instance. Okay. Okay. Getting somebody from being an undergraduate applicant to being a graduate inquiry. It's a big topic, right? It's kind of its own topic because I feel like a lot of schools handle it successfully very differently. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you have a preferred way? Because the way I have, I've done it, you know, a couple of different ways, but personal favorite is a little, you know, it's up for debate, right? It okay. Is. Yeah. Let's, let's hear your debated <laughs> option. I kick them back. I kick them back to inquiry status. Mm. I mean, I support that. Um, I also have seen schools that do um, different levels of inquiry. So they have like undergrad inquiry, prospect, Mm -hmm. uh, applicant, and graduate inquiry, prospect, applicant. Um, Obviously, I'm going in the wrong order as I say these. But but I think that's a good way to think about it too, because then you can just make sure that you just add these additional person mm-hmm. statuses or adjust your person statuses and then write rules to say, okay, well, they're in the graduate area. So they are a graduate inquiry or graduate prospect. Um, so I think that's a smart way to do it as well. Um, but I think either option can work. Uh, the biggest challenge, of course, is if you're reporting more than three years out, um, which in all fairness, I don't recommend really ever reporting more than three years out. Uh, Part of the reason is if we think three years ago, hello, pandemic, that totally changed the world. So you can look at 2019 if you wanted to, but (laughs) so much has changed in the last four years Mm -hmm. that you're comparing apples and oranges. And Mm -hmm. I just don't think it's the best use of reporting time. I think that's fair. 
just curious, you know, because I, I think that that's one of the things that can generate a lot of conversation because there's there's truly a lot of different ways to handle it. I I would agree. Yeah. Well, and I think the other piece you want to think about too is what 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 how do you want to manage those inquiries, right? So like if you've mm-hmm. got one universal inquiry form um in one shared instance, what qualifying questions are you asking to make sure that students are selecting the right program and you've got the logic built into that form properly? Um so, you know, it's just those things that you need to think through if you mm-hmm. decide to share versus not share. What so, a great argument for prompt categories. <laughs> oh, you know my passion for prompt categories. So I I think the other piece that can be challenging when you're sharing an instance is the start terms. Um, meaning, oh my goodness, sure. You know, you've got your graduate programs that may have a later later time in the term that the student mm-hmm. can start than a traditional first year. So sometimes managing that piece can be a little bit of a bear and. There's absolutely ways to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just what's going to work best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you're thinking about things like, okay, well, do we use one shared prompt list and one shared term? Um, how do we export that? Spoiler alert. Hello. Welcome to Coalesce or Case One formulas uh, <laughs> in your query to your student information system. Coalesce um, is literally perfect for that. It it truly is. Um, and so, um, you know, you want to just think creatively about how you're creating your export file to your student information mm-hmm. system if you are going to create a second term field and set of prompts for those, um, which in many cases does tend to work. Um, mm-hmm. While it may not be ideal for everybody, it just makes it a little bit easier to manage those those weird terms that you don't necessarily want showing for everybody in October that, you know, you don't want to show that fall is still available for first year students because it is truly yeah. too late for them to apply. So but maybe not for an online graduate. I hear you. Right. Well, so let's, let's acknowledge a huge pro to sharing an instance cost. Let's 100%. There. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's undeniable that it's a savings to go ahead and share an instance it can be really nice to if 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 it's graduate moving into undergraduate to already have the captain in place who knows how slate works who is ready maybe hopefully <laughs> to jump in take on a new challenge but like the skill set is there you know what i right. mean yeah so that's huge i mean i think it can get tricky in terms of competing processes as we're talking about with start terms. I know that there are some schools who are concerned about not confidentiality per se, but, you know, being able to utilize realms to its full potential in order to separate these processes when necessary can be daunting. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think you want to be, you know, going back to your thought on the 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 viewing access mm-hmm. right so you can think about really using populations to limit what folks are doing and who they can view um and then you can also think about um as Katie mentioned uh realms can be super helpful for saying okay this is a form that's really just for graduate this is one that's truly just for undergraduate and then of course there's the permission options when you're looking at your workflows and making sure you're displaying them to the right 
individuals. Um, Because truthfully, if you end up creating a bucket for reviews of every one of your graduate programs, Your your admins are absolutely going to see all of that, but you don't need your faculty going in and grabbing the wrong file or looking in the wrong space. So you really do want to be intentional about your permissioning mm-hmm. and making sure that the right people see the right students all the time. Well, so let's use that as a little bit of a transition into sharing admissions and student success, right? Yes. So I would say there that confidentiality becomes kind of a much bigger deal. You know what I mean? Um, In terms of thinking about a student's timeline, I know has been a little bit of a sticking point. Right. Because I was one of those admission counselors, and I'll pretty freely say this, that like I was nosy, you know? (laughs) I think we all were, you know? I wanted to make sure my students were doing what they needed to. Um. No, check in, see what's going on. So... I, I did not work, you know, full time in in an instance that was either intentionally or creeping really into student success. But I suspect if I had that I would have checked up on students. And I also know that that's not amazing, right? Because students, if they are like texting advisors, if they're texting residential life staff and that's not my business. Right. Or financial aid. We don't need to know what's going on with them in financial aid or student success, Mm -hmm. not admissions business. Well, it can be really sensitive. It can be really confidential. And I think, you know, something you and I have talked about before, not on the podcast, is the challenges with limiting access to a timeline. It's tough. Right. Off to hide SMS messaging. So I I feel like the best option is to kind of just like hide the timeline from the admissions realm entirely, which has its own complications. But it's just one of those things that before starting to work in student success, I honestly hadn't thought as much about. But it's something that's really very much come onto my radar is like protecting students' privacy and just being aware of, you know, if you're moving in that direction, I get it. It is, it is a fun build. I love student success. And right. But I think that there can be more ramifications than like you, you immediately see. Yeah. And so I think because of those reasons, you may have inferred that I do like to share an undergrad and grad instance. But (laughs) when it comes to admissions and student success, that one's a little bit more of a gray area for me. Um, And I think the other challenge that you run into is often it is the folks who built the admissions instance that end up shouldering the responsibility of the student success side of Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Um, And those, the, the skills can translate, but the knowledge doesn't. Um, And so, you know, understanding really the nuances of the student retention side of things, and then also navigating through the leadership, because, you know, I think a lot of schools are like, oh, yeah, we'll move student success in. And then we've got these seven people that need to be involved in the process, but not one of them is actually truly in charge. So you do Mm -hmm. have to have somebody who's really spearheading the project and making those decisions so that they can be translated to whoever is actually building the instance for the student success side of things. So um, just something you have to kind of think about even before you even start that conversation of 
student success in Slate is who's going to really drive this project and mm-hmm. whose word is the word that wins. And that is just not something that we can decide. <laughs> correct. Correct. So, well, mm-hmm. yeah. So the permissioning, the hiding of things does get a little bit more complicated when you're looking at adding student success to a shared undergraduate and grad instance or just mm-hmm. shared admissions instance. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that you're pro sharing. I, I don't know if you know this. I'm a little less pro. Oh. And I think it's just my absolute childlike passion for a clean slate environment and the potential and the possibility. I'm excited. <laughs> That's fair. I need to get out more. But... If I, you know, I would say I think going into an implementation intentionally as a shared instance is really different from adding something in later. That is true. Because you truly do need to do essentially a full slate audit before Mm -hmm. you start adding graduate into an undergraduate instance. Yeah. So I don't know. I get that again. I'm not like a voting member of that decision committee, but I... It turns out I have a strong opinion. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I think mine really stems from my first instance ever was shared between undergrad, grad, adult, Mm -hmm. non-JD law programs, seminary. You know, we had so many people in our instance. And so I cut my teeth on a shared instance and loved it and couldn't imagine going another way, Um, especially because I did run into all kinds of complications when it came to working with faculty in the graduate areas. Well, and it's one of those things where my first instance was for a college of total 120. So (laughs) right, fair. (laughs) we are really just shaped by our very different introductions. We are. We are. Oh, my goodness. So I we've talked about, you know, a little bit with student success, but let's talk advancement. Um, when yes. you're talking about a shared instance with advancement and either admissions or student success, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts on that one? Well, that's a huge question. So I think, you know, you touched on it a little bit, but when you are talking about shared admissions, graduate, undergraduate, you're speaking the same language. More or less. When you're talking about sharing admissions and student success, understand each other. You know, there's some new skills to learn. There's new challenges with it. There's new aspects of Slate to understand. But I would argue that it's still pretty fundamentally like everyone more or less working in Slate has both applied to college and successfully (laughs) been a college student. With that, I feel like advancement is kind of a completely different being, okay? Because not everyone, myself included, worked in advancement. And when I was getting started with Slate Advancement, there was there was a lot, a lot to learn. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that it can be done really, really well. I think that there are more clear divides in that, like, hey, if someone graduates, then they are considered potential. But there's not kind of the same creep, shall we say. Right. So I think realms can be much more easily divided up between admissions and advancement than admissions and share. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I'm, I'm, I'm pro. <laughs> really? You know, but I think that, again, 
good news, we're staying on theme. Like you need someone who knows what they're doing and who can come in and make the decisions. Yeah. Nope. I would agree with that, but I do disagree with your stance. I am against the shared instance with advancement. And I think part of my thought process on this is truly, you are typically not even reporting to the same vice president. Um, where you could with retention still be working under the same enrollment management VP, your enrollment management VP and advancement VP are typically two different people with two very different brains and two very different goals. Um, you know, obviously the goal of both is to generate revenue for the institution, but one is through donations and, you know, engaging alumni. The other is, getting students to enroll or stay in school. So mm-hmm. I would I I feel like the the difference is so vast. But mm-hmm. the other piece you have to think about is when you are let's think graduate students. For most schools when they start a graduate program, do you know who they tap into first? No. Oh, all I mean, their graduates. Uh, right. Yeah, you you re-recruit <laughs> the people who graduated from your school, right? I did know that answer. Yes. <laughs> So you get into this gray area of mm-hmm. I'm asking you for money, but also trying to recruit you, um, which means, of course, that your slate instances should be communicating with each other to a degree to say like, okay, sure. a student is re-enrolled. So maybe don't ask them for money at the moment because they're already paying tuition. Um, but I, I do think that there's just too, too many pieces that are too different for yeah, advancement. Well, truly, that's the part that makes me think that like they can coexist without stepping on each other's toes. I mean, that is that is fair. And I don't totally disagree with you on that one. Um, I mean, one of the positives, of course, is then it's really easy for you to track which alumni have children that are enrolling in, in the institution. Um, but I... Yeah, I, I just get kind of stuck in how different they are. And even like the look and feel of your instance should be pretty different if they're advancement versus not advancement. Um, well, I think we have agreed on a record zero things today. I know, I know, but, <laughs> but that's, it's a healthy that's conversation. <laughs> Um, can I acknowledge that we we did not script this? And I think we just learned a lot about each other. We did. We did. So, um, yeah, I feel like there's there's just a lot to think about. And I mm-hmm. and really what this episode can teach you is that there isn't a right answer. Um, yeah. We just want you to kind of think through some of the pieces that are part of your institution and your processes before diving in and saying, we're just going to go buy a new instance or we're just going to share an instance. Um, So there's a lot that you should be stewing on and thinking about prior Mm -hmm. to making that decision. And it may be worth the extra money to buy a new instance and invest in people if that's the right option for you. Or it may be worth it for you to invest in people and plan to share. So there's just quite a bit to think about as you're considering sharing or not sharing. Well, I think end of the day it all comes back to making intentional decisions and sticking with them darn it 100 percent. so um well i think that's everything we have for today um so thank you so much for listening to accelerate slate and enrollment fuel podcast um, once again you are here with your co-hosts Susanna layman mayo and katie jordan and we will see you next time